I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, here we are back again in action for your uh, automotive how not to get ripped off by your car dealer team. And we're here. Uh, it's a good morning. It's a rainy morning here in South Florida. Cloudy and uh, weather doesn't look good. It's uh, temperatures okay, but I'm excited because we're having some breakthroughs in enforcement of laws in Florida. Um, possibly, uh, people are get, reaching the stage now, and maybe even the regulators. Uh, the media is starting to stick their nose out. That's my excitement, really. Uh, really exciting, exciting uh, investigative reporting. Uh, done on some local uh, South Florida car dealers uh, uh, doing what we've been talking about on the show for many, many years, but nobody seemed to care. So I think I'm seeing the worm turn a little bit. We hope so. Uh, Your support, I'm sure, has had a lot to do with this because uh, websites are popping up and uh, we're seeing uh, a lot of uh, social media conversation about the shabby treatment that uh, car dealers are um, focusing on you, the car buyers. Uh, prices have risen to an outrageous level. Uh, profits for car dealers and manufacturers, although some will have you uh, think that they're suffering a bit, they're not really. I mean, the prices are so high today. Uh, I mean, by a quantum leap, they leap forward with a low supply, high demand. Uh, the supply chain thing you hear about uh, ad nauseum. Uh, it's always something going on to uh, justify uh, extraordinarily high car prices. So I think we've reached the point where we're going to say, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. I think that's the attitude out there. And you're part of this. We're uh, Earl on Cars and, and you callers out there, you amazing callers out there that uh, report back on Facebook, uh, uh, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Uh, we're hearing from you more and more and more. And the, uh, as I say, the uh, resistance level is rising. Uh, this whole pricing could be a good thing in disguise because it could be the thing that pushes us out into the face of the media, into the face of the regulators, into the face of the legislators who so far have pretended, what's the problem with the car dealers? Oh, they're just a bunch of nice guys. Well, ain't true. Uh, it's not true. Not all of them. Some of them are. Um, we have a mystery shopping report coming up. Um, it, it'll be a surprise. Don't want to reveal too much, but we visited a, uh, another South Florida dealer and uh, went through the process. And I think you'll enjoy this report a lot. It's going to be uh, a surprise to a lot of you. Uh, as I said before, you, we're a team here in the studio, Rick Kearney, Stu Stewart, Nancy Stewart, myself, but you're the most important part of the team because without your calls and your feedback and your comments and your constructive criticism or, you know, as I always say, 
We'll take the destructive along with the constructive because we are totally transparent. Uh, if you have a problem, we will air that problem, even if the problem is with us. You could call us, and I'm sorry I have to repeat this number so many times. I can imagine being out there listening or watching and have us repeat this number, 877-960-9960, over and over. 877-960-9960. I do that for the new listeners, and I do that for people that maybe are a little bit timid about calling the show. Calls are our number one priority. Nancy Stewart sitting to my left in the studio has a laptop open in front of her, and the person in the control room, when the call comes in, pops that name and number right up in front of Nancy, and Nancy calls a halt to whatever is going on. Even when I'm yapping or Stu or Rick, we stop, we take our calls. Prioritize the phone call, 877-960-9960. 877-960-9960. Now, for those that aren't extroverts, for those who are not nervous about speaking on live radio, we have a text number, 772-497-6530. If you text us, Stu is the one that watches those, and when they come in, uh, we archive them. We've got them, in the, uh, got them in the smartphone, and we get to them during the show. Whenever there's a break or pause on phone calls or YouTubes or whatever, we get to the, uh, we get to the text, 772 772- Four nine seven six five three zero seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero, and my favorite source of uh, contact is our anonymous feedback line. Your Y O U R anonymous A N O N Y M O U S feedback dot com. That's a URL. That's a website, and you go there through there and. YourAnonymousFeedback.com reaches us, and we don't know who you are. We don't know where you are. We know when you sent the message, but we don't know anything else. You could be a car dealer. You could be in the FBI. Uh, you could be a criminal. You could be a dealer. Oh, I just said that. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. We got some honest dealers out there. We salute you, and we praise you when we shop, mystery shop you, and we put you on our recommended dealers list. So all you dealers and salespeople and other employees of car dealerships listing right now, here's a chance to be on our recommended dealer list. Just behave yourself when our mystery shopping goes out. Usually we're in Florida, but we go to other states too. We are all over the USA, Canada. We're all over the world, really. And we get callers, uh, especially on YouTube and Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Earl and Cars. Go there, Facebook.com forward slash Earl and Cars, and we're live streaming, and you can see us. You can see my beautiful, handsome face. Aha, uh-huh. and we got the, all of us here live. And YouTube the same way, YouTube.com forward slash Earl and Cars. Rick Kearney, who is our certified diagnostic master technician, answer any question you have about any car 99% of the time. And we always get the answer one way or the other, even if we have to resort to Google or other research. We'll get your answer. You got a squeak, rattle, or roll in your car? You don't want to take it to a car dealer and get a hose with a huge bill that isn't justifiable? Call us. Hey, send us an audio file or a video file. We can actually uh, look at that and 
Rick Kearney can make a diagnosis for you. He's probably right. Always want to confirm it, you know, in real. You have to bring it in. I mean, physically, you need to inspect a car, but he can give you a pretty good idea. Save you a ton of money. And he's on YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. You'll see that right away. So if, uh, if you can call us, give us a call. If not, we give you those other sources. And I'm going to turn the mic over to Nancy Stewart. Uh, she's my co-host. She's a co-founder of the show with me many years ago when we were only on for half an hour. And she's a female advocate. She is really, really out there for the ladies. And you know, you ladies know, you just don't always get treated the way a man does. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's still looked at too much of it as a man's world. There's a lot of conversation about it not being the right thing, but it still happens. And uh, Nancy Stewart is here to uh, help put a stop to that and arm you with the knowledge you need to uh, go into a car dealership and to be treated with respect and courtesy. And I will turn the mic over to Nancy right now. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. Uh, first, I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe to Earl Stewart on Cars. Uh, you can subscribe to Earl Stewart on Cars podcast using any of the following podcast apps from your iPhone or your Android. And uh, you can sign up for Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, you can go to Amazon Music, Stitcher Radio, and uh, SoundCloud app. So there's uh, so many ways that you can get in touch with us. Uh, this morning, I'd like to extend $50 for the first two new lady callers. $50 to the first two new lady callers. And ladies, um, did you have a car purchasing um, experience uh, this week, uh, a servicing uh, experience, anything at all? Uh, did you learn something? Uh, did you teach you know, the salesperson something, I'd like you to share with us uh, exactly, you know, what your encounter was. And you can do so. And you can also win $50 for the first two new lady callers at 877-960-9960. Also, you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget youranonymousfeedback.com. Now back to the recovering car dealer. You cover the first-time caller, right? The uh, first first two new female callers? Oh, yes, she did. You did. And we can uh, do that again. Well, I think the first let's, two let's do it new again. Do it again. female callers, you win yourself $50. And in the climate we're living in, that $50... Get you some gas. Well, it'll go a short way. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> and there's no strings attached. I, the, the reason I'm always hammering on that is because I think a lot of people, you see so much, uh, you hear so much, you read so much about unrealistic offers, they always do that to get your attention, and then there's fine print, and it's not really true. So when we say $50 to the first two uh, new female callers, there are no strings attached. There's no fine print. We just want you to call the show. You don't even have to say anything. Uh, we like you to say something. We like you to mention, uh, you know, uh, what experiences you've had in the car buying or leasing world or car repairing world, but there are no strings. I would think that this would, I think we'd have two new uh, female callers right now. 50 bucks, ka-ching. Yeah. No strings attached. Yeah, big bucks, like Stu said. Eh, maybe you can get yourself some gas. I don't know. Like half a tank. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but um, let me emphasize here, you don't have to call and share an experience no. with us. You can just call and say hello. So take advantage of that offer this morning. Now back to the recovering car dealer. 
Yeah, before I, I was going to ask too to uh, mention the the uh, mystery shopping report process, and uh, and, uh, and and before I do that, I just want to say that that we have uh, uh, a special clip coming up on the show. It's a news clip from WPLG Channel 10 in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, very exciting news, and um, I will key it up later on. Um, I'll give Jonathan a heads up and the countdown, and. Uh, some of you may have seen that if you if you're in the Miami Fort Lauderdale area, uh, Southern Florida, Far South Florida, WPLG Channel 10 uh, investigative reporter uh, um, uh, did a great expose and put it on television. Uh, called me and did a Zoom interview. So if any of you saw that on TV WPLG uh, two or three days ago. Uh, uh, you, you might want to call the show and talk about it. And if you are a person that is driving a lease car, did you know one out of three of you today is driving a lease car? And uh, if you're driving a lease car, you have a decision to make. What do you do when that uh, lease is up? Do you buy the car? That's what this expose is all about with Channel 10. Uh, they have exposed the fact that car dealers are taking advantage, surprise, 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 taking advantage of people when they come in to exercise their option to purchase their off-lease vehicle. And a lot of you out there, if you're driving an off-lease vehicle, heads up, you're gonna to wanna to see this video clip that we'll play uh, in a little while about exposing the fact that virtually every, virtually every car dealer in Florida, in fact, the country probably, but we see the Florida ones more often, are breaking the law by adding cost, hidden fees, profit to themselves to the option price of the lease car. You have a right to purchase that lease car at a really, really good price, thousands of dollars less than the current market value. And boy, you don't want to pass up that opportunity. You either want to buy it and drive it, or you want to buy it and trade it back in to offset the extremely high price of the new car you might want to lease or buy. So stay tuned for that. And I'm going to turn the mic over to Stu, and he'll give us a little heads up on the Mystery Shopping Report. Oh, I thought you wanted to hear just a general idea of the process. Well, yeah, the both. I can. Both. I'd be happy no, no, to. no, I want to hear the general idea yeah. of the process first, and then. Yeah. So uh, every week on Monday, um, I have a conversation uh, by phone with uh, Agent Lightning. I almost said the real name there for a second <laughs> with Agent Lightning. And uh, it's on Monday while this, well, well, Saturday's show is still fresh in our mind. Agent Lightning also listens to the show. Hi, Agent Lightning. And uh, <clears throat> so kind of based on what we discussed, discussed on the show, sometimes we uh, pledge to mystery shop at different type of dealership, or it might just be on the theme that we're on. Um, like right now, we're on the theme of family-owned dealerships and how they're handling the inventory crisis and whether they're as tempted as the other dealers to, to go in there and do some gouging. Um, once we decide on the dealership, uh, she heads out. Uh, she does the footwork, goes in there, pretends to buy the car, and uh, she, as soon as the report's over, she starts taking notes, uh, contemporaneous notes, um, keep everything fresh in her head. Got Qu a great quotes. memory. Got a great retention. Yeah. Well, we talked about details. She's detailed. We say things like, um, you know, remember quotes. You know, anything that sounds funny, uh, if you put it in quotes, I'm assuming they said that exactly, and then I'm going to put it in the, in the, in the report like that. Um, any new phraseology that she hears is, um, you know, any kind of car dealership lingo. Yeah. Um, anything that makes it interesting. Um, pictures of anything that 
that might be significant, even if she's not sure if it is. <laughs> she would take a lot of pictures. If she gets away with taking a lot of pictures, I guess. Yeah, everybody does. That's the whole world with, yeah, the, with taking the cameras. Pictures, yeah. yeah, I mean, it used to be we had to sneak the pictures, yeah. and then before oh, yeah. the past few years, they would they would bust you. Why yeah. are you taking a picture of the Moroni label? Everybody, uh, customers go to car dealerships and, and everywhere, and they take pictures of the car, and they send them to their friends. I'm looking at this one. Hey, look at this guy. And they're taking pictures Documents, all over the place. Buyers if this was... Uh, Twenty years ago, you'd only a, like a, a, a tourist. You would think if they're, if they're walking around with yeah, a big snap right. camera. So, um, and then after she uh, writes all the notes, she'll put it all in a narrative and she sends it to me. And then I will uh, um, take a uh, write up an introduction, um, trying to kind of establish the setting, any relevant information. If it's a you know unusual place or if there's any unusual stories that might be entertaining, I try and do a little research and uh, put that together. And then I um, I take Agent Lightning's um, narrative and I put it in a in a uh, more of a like a I guess more of a story type of form that's easy yeah. to, to 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 read. Yeah. And there there you have it. That's the report. And mm-hmm. this week uh, we did Al Packer Ford, and who I thought by the way had been around here as long as um, as you have. I thought that Al Packer was here in the 30s, but he hasn't. He's he's uh, the whole uh, all the stores started up in the six, 1961. Yeah. So it's a not a young group, but. It was Macaulay Ford before it was Al Packer Ford. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so you know. You Dick know Macaulay, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the story, and um, I can't wait till we get to the, read the report today. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's to me, the reason it, it, nobody get it, nobody does it, and, we, and we, we do it, and we name names and dealerships, and we even cite breaking of the law, you know, violation of the Federal Trade Commission Act or the fine print or... Uh, uh, the fact that they break the Florida statute, which they do all the time, the advertised price is supposed to be the price you pay, and it never is the price you pay. So uh, we, 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 we do that, and we say, uh, this dealership broke the law, and we don't get sued. And we've been doing it for almost 20 years, and uh, that's the reason we're so convinced that we're being accurate. The, the dealers out there are afraid to sue us because they know they'll lose. You know, the truth is a perfect defense against libel and slander. You attorneys in the audience, and I know there's some of you out there listening, you know that. Uh, you can say anything about anybody as long as it's the truth. Hmm. So that's all we do is tell the truth. I get nervous because I think sometimes we might make a mistake. I'm, we probably have, but we haven't been caught yet, so nobody sued us. I think um, I, I think about that a lot, and um, the mistakes I think we made are inconsequential, like someone's name or... Uh, or maybe a, a small dollar figure, but all of the um, all the crimes that we uncover, uh, there's nothing fake about that. Um, everything the salesperson says, there's nothing fake about that. So yeah. we, we take great pains to make sure it's accurate. And then if somebody has a problem with it, well, like you said, then call us out and, yeah. and we'll, we'll have a conversation. Yeah, I've always had in my mind, you know, I always have a backup plan. So if we do get sued, and you know, actually I hope we get sued, because my plan is to is to have a lawyer that will be able to get us a jury trial, because I want a jury trial and I want cameras in there, maybe court TV. Yeah, yeah like you know, like the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. Yeah, so you, you want it live streamed on TikTok. <laughs> <you're> right. <laughs> so that would actually get us more PR for you, the consumer, and against the dealer. So that's the reason. Secretly, I hope we get sued. I shouldn't say that, should I? Huh? Be I careful just, what no, you I, ask for. No, no, I, yeah, well, because I, I think, you know, something. I mean, the only thing I don't want about that is it's a dragon. So yeah, and the time. Yeah, the, the depositions and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, but, okay. 
Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to remind the ladies that last week we uh, aired a video, and uh, what an interesting video. So th if, you, if you don't recall, it was about crash dummies and how uh, women were left out. And uh, ladies, um, if, if you need an idea to work with this morning, uh, to call uh, for the first time, of which you're going to win $50, uh, two female callers. Um, if you can wrap your head around this, uh, like I said, women have not even been considered when it comes to testing uh, these crash dummies. They're 79% more likely to be injured because of that. You're stepping on me. Hey, um, so back to uh, the uh, statistics. Uh, I want to tell you that the chances of you being killed in that car as a passenger, killed in the car, is pretty, pretty high and earl you were saying well the injury is 79 percent i think uh something like uh 17 uh, percent or something like that more likely to die but it's because these male crash dummies i mean it's a chauvinist world male chauvinist uh people think about people as being men not men and women and a woman as you know from a from a construction standpoint not just smaller but they're constructed differently i mean uh, thank God for that. I love the fact that women are constructed differently. Yeah, but well, they also injure a lot more easily in a car that is designed for a man to drive and you know, and to make a man survive the crash. And and what, what makes a man survive can be a negative thing for a woman. So you ladies out there, give us a call and tell us what you think about that. And uh, communicate it to your legislators to say what's going on. Uh, let's pass a law saying the National Highway Traffic Safety Association needs to change that so that when they do the crash test to certify a car as being safe, use women and men uh, dummies in the crash so that way they can build the cars safer for ladies. Yeah, and that uh, information that uh, broke about uh, being seriously hurt in a crash, can you even imagine 20 to 28 percent, 20 to 28 percent, you could be killed? Oh. And why? I mean, there greater, are, greater risk than a man. Yeah. I mean, it is just uh, in, incredible statistics. So, uh, ladies, I think you can, uh, I think you can view that video. Uh, Jonathan can give me a nod if you go to Earl on Cars. I think that video is uh, still there for them yeah. to take a look at. So, ladies, give us a call. First two new lady callers, $50, 877-960-9960. Well, let's get to some text. Uh, uh, Rick has a... a matter of fact, I got one from Mark Ryan. Uh, he says, is a dealer's franchise agreement an open-ended contract with the factory with no expiration date? And also, what type of actions by the dealer could, they, could possibly terminate the contract? Great question. Uh, very few. The, 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 uh, it isn't so much what the contract says as what state law says. Uh, the fr dealer franchise agreements uh, often have a limit, and uh, they started out to be one-year agreements, and they went to two years, then they went to six years. Uh, a lot of the franchise agreements uh, have limits, but the state law has overridden the limit. So in Florida, for example, uh, it's a perpetual contract, even though the contract from uh, General Motors or Ford or Toyota says six years. The state law says you cannot terminate a dealer without cause, and then they specify the cause, and the and the cause is the causes the murder. Yeah, murder, 
uh, <laughs> rape. No, maybe not rape. Terrorism. But murder. I'm only kidding. I don't know. But, but let's put it this way. I don't know, and I don't think Stu it would take a lot. knows of a dealer that has been terminated. Uh, we don't know any in Florida. Uh, there, every now and then, one yeah, we read about. Usually, a lot of reviews. pressure to sell comes to bear. Um, you know, there's a whole lot. You know, like the, the, the dealer might get pushed out, and offers to buy the dealership, but they can't force them to. Yeah, and they, it's hard to push a dealer out too. Yeah. It's uh, it's not easy. So, and the other, what was the other part of the question? Uh, um, what type of actions by the tr- by the dealer could possibly terminate the contract? Yeah, it just uh, it depends on the state, and mm-hmm. and you know if it would have to be so embarrassing to everybody that they could terminate them or the, the manu- see the manufacturers just don't want to be sued uh, they the, the the state franchise laws are so strong that the manufacturers can be tied up in court for years and years and years here's an example uh, Napleton uh, dealer one of the largest dealers in the country has uh, dealerships all over the USA uh, uh, he has he has had such serious problems and Nissan and Hyundai and Kia and the rest, all the other franchises he had, nobody, to my knowledge, has terminated any of the Naples franchises. Uh, he has done some, some really outrageous things that have been a matter of uh, reporting in the press, and um, they have not terminated. So it's almost unheard of. That's the problem. The dealers are invulnerable, and therefore they feel like, what have I got to lose? The regulators are not going to come after me. And the fracture, the factory, the manufacturer won't come after me. The consumers are still being gullible, and I'm fooling them, and I'm making a ton of money. So why should I change? Mm. Okay. Okay. Any other? Um, excuse me, but um, Jonathan just gave me the heads up, and he uh, wanted to let me know that uh, you can, as far as the video I was talking about on Crash Dummies, you can go to Earl Stewart on Cars, and you can still uh, view that on Facebook. And uh, we are going to go to the phones. Good. We have Dave Holding from Tequesta. Good morning, Dave. Morning. How's everybody? Great. What can we do for you this morning? Well, I have two. And one is I have a 2021 Toyota Tundra. I was wondering if that came from the factory with synthetic oil. And my other question was, when you order a car from your dealership, do you wait until you get, like, 50 cars and send the order in, or do you order it immediately? Well, we order uh, the cars immediately. Um, it takes a long time to get here. Yeah, I can t- tell you the process. <clears throat> the order goes into a bank that's just internal. Every t- every two weeks, we get an allocation of cars uh, from from Toyota. Uh, they're um, a smaller one in the middle of the month and a big one at the month end allocation. And um, and that's based on how fast we're selling the cars in, in stock that, that we have, which aren't very many. Um, so we get allocated cars. Basically, it's a list of cars that are about to be built. They haven't even been built yet. They have interim VIN numbers, so we can identify them, and we can track them as they um, actually get to the point where they're built at the factory. Um, we fill the oldest order orders first, and we try and assign the VINs uh, that we get from the allocation directly to customers, and the ones we don't, we will do um, their dealer trades, but they're, they're, we're trading VINs. Actually, we're trading preliminary VINs um, weeks before the cars are actually built, so we get the right car for, for the customers. And, and the reason it, it takes a long time is, um, well, there's, you know, we, there's, thousand, there's about 1,000 <laughs> orders, and it takes time to chip away at that, and, it, and, and, and that's, that's how it works. And David does have synthetic oil. All the cars today 
uh, are requiring synthetic oil virtually. I have to throw virtually in there, but uh, do you know any that aren't requiring synthetic nope. oil? Yeah, it's pretty standard. They've been doing that for, what, 10 years now? At least, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. All right, well, thank you very much. That was very interesting. Thanks, well, guys. Thanks for calling. Thank Dave. you, Dave. Hey, 877-960-9960. <coughs> or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And, uh, you know, while I'm thinking about it, take advantage of a column that Earl wrote on how to know if a Florida car dealer is breaking the law. And uh, he was quite detailed, and he even broke it down for all the listeners, the consumers, everyone to understand. You can go to www.floridaprotectingcarbuyers.com. Now back to, well, we're going to go to uh, back to the phones, and uh, we have a first-time uh, female caller, and her name is Great. Mindy, and she's calling from Lake Worth. Good morning, Mindy. Good morning. How can we help you, you this for... morning? Oh, okay, so um, I'm a little nervous. It's my first time um, in um, on the air. <laughs> um, I um, was, I had two things, and I I told the lady uh, that answered the phone all, everything, but I'll say it again. Um, Number one, the issue that you're talking about, I um, I don't understand. I didn't watch the video. Uh, I don't understand. As far as the crash testing, Mindy? Mindy, are you still there? Mindy, okay, uh, we may have lost Mindy. I'm assuming that you're listening, Mindy. If if not, uh, if you got call got dropped, please call back in. But I'll answer your question about... Uh, uh, we're talking about the crash testing. The National Highway Traffic Safety Association, for years and years and years, uh, test cars to uh, let, let the manufacturers and the buying public know about safety issues, and they rank them, and certain cars have to have a certain minimum amount of safety. The bad news... Excuse me. Mindy, do we have you back? Hi. Okay, great. We lost you there for a minute. Mindy, let me, um, yeah. <clears throat> Earl was addressing the video that aired last week and what you were speaking of, but I want to remind yeah. you that you did win $50 this morning as a first-time female caller, and I want to thank you thank for supporting you. our platform. Okay, thank you. I listened to it on the way to work on Saturdays when I go, and um, every other Saturday, and I am a patron of uh, Earl's Stewart and uh, I bought my car there 10 years ago to 2010 Scion and I love it I love the service everything so I just want to put that out there but uh, it, it, so I have so two questions number one regarding the video I didn't see it I just have a question is why why how could they ever test uh, the fact that women um, die in crashes more than men I I know that I've seen the videos where they test cars and there's a dummy in the pa in the driver's seat. I've never seen a dummy in the passenger seat. But as far as you're assuming that women are, I don't understand, you're assuming that women are always in the passenger seat or are they dying as drivers as well? Or And then if they are, why would they be dying faster than men? Is it, I know their their weight is lower, but as far as their you know, reproductive organs, I don't think that has an, uh, a bearing on the issue here. So I, I'm kind of confused about that is that aspect of it. How, and, and also the other aspect is, yeah, because 
that would be important in, in as much as how they're coming up how how they're coming up with that evidence because there's so many lawsuits today with gender and ethnicity and this and that. I just can't imagine one more you know lawsuit unless they have terrific like substantial evidence as to why. Well, Mindy, let me let me let me jump in here and. Let me jump in here and ask you your first question. Uh, the reason women are, are killed uh, to a greater percentage and injured to a greater percentage is because of their physiological construction difference. I mean, think about it. Uh, you know, uh, if you look at a skeleton of a woman and a skeleton of a man, you will see structural differences there. Women also, uh, they sit differently than men. Uh, if you see a typical uh, group's uh, picture, the men and the women, you always see different postures. Uh, there, there is a critical difference in the physiology and the size, which is part of the physiology, but there's, it goes beyond that. So uh, they've actually found out statistically that women are dying uh, at a greater extent in an accident, whether on the passenger side or the driver's side, either side, women die uh, something like 17% uh, more of the time, and they're injured like 70% um, more of the time. So it's only because men were so, the, the manufacturers and the National Highway Traffic Association, which are run by men, uh, just went to, it's, it's uh, just to got them a male chauvinist thing. I'm gonna jump in. I, I don't, no one's suggesting that this was a, a conspiracy to just to shut out women from safety. It was just an assumption of what's normal. When you design a car, uh, the engineers are men for the most part. Uh, the, the guys doing the testing are men. And, and so they're just thinking in terms yeah. of that. That's the chauvinism that he's speaking of. It's yeah. not that uh, men, yeah, that the, the designers want men, women to, to get hurt. Go, uh, 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 remember when, oh, well, you probably aren't that old, but... Uh, uh, women used to, they just got the vote in the 20s, and uh, uh, there's so many other things that we've talked about, and you see it every day in the media. Women are waking up today to the fact that they have been discriminated against, and this is just one of the more serious things that hasn't been exposed. And again, I don't understand other than the scientists and the engineers which women are making their way into those fields more and more. I'm seeing anyway, and I hope that continues and increases um, but um, based on you know and and as that continues and increases the um, the field and the construction and the test and everything will evolve as well well that's what we're hoping where, for oh know, absolutely and that's what we're hoping yeah, and, and pushing more, for yeah and yeah. Uh, Mindy but other than Yes, ma'am. Mindy, uh, let me uh, add to this that uh, there's no confusion as far as these crash dummies are concerned in the testing. It is passenger and driver. Uh, women are in a dangerous place because the uh, restraints, the, the you know, the safety belts are not what they should be. And women drive closer to the steering wheel. So, uh, Mindy, uh, take a look at the video. Uh, there's all kind of information that you can Google that'll clear things up. And I really, we really appreciate your phone call this morning and hope that you'll spread the word and you will let you. your friends know that they too can call 877-960-9960 and win $50. Thank you. Now, can I address one more question with you? Um, sure. Which I've been trying to call for many weeks, and I always miss that number, but this time I had my phone out and ready. Um, <laughs> I drive a manual Scion, and I need 
I will be needing to get a car soon in the near future, hopefully not now. I was wondering if you have any insights on another other manuals that are coming out or any manuals or if there are going to be any manuals the only manual out. the only manual Toyota I know of is the Corolla GR um, yeah the new Supra oh the new Supra okay He's yeah, man, the, Mindy, let, right. me, let me say yeah. something uh, why do you want to drive a manual transmission I love a manual I've always driven um, a manual I have control of it in the, on the road I can zip in and out um the gas mileage is great um it's one of the lowest and uh, mainly i i can control the thing really well well let me in, in let, let me say this um if if you if you want a manual because you just like the idea of shifting gears that's fine uh you'll you, the, the resale value of course if you keep a car as long as you keep it that's not an issue but the resale value of a manual transmission is very low your selection is very low the new automatic transmissions since you bought that cyan many years ago are far superior on gas mileage than a stick shift you can't drive a stick shift with as good a fuel economy as you can get with a modern automatic transmission so i suggest that you try an automatic transmission and you'll have a better selection of cars, you'll have a better price, and you'll have a better resale value, and you'll have better fuel economy. Uh, the only possible reason for buying a stick shift today is because people just have fun driving. And I, I accept that. I, you know, I, I used to like to drive stick shifts, but it's only a pleasure thing. It isn't a practical thing. That's, uh, that's my suggestion. And uh, you're right not to buy a car today. Uh, car prices are extremely high. Wait a few months, and the prices will come down. But meanwhile, test drive an automatic transmission uh, somewhere, and I think you'll see what I mean by it being far superior to a stick shift. Well, I, I have test, drive, test driven them in a couple years ago, and I, I wasn't really satisfied unless, it, unless it's like a BMW or some kind of yeah. high-end car, which I'm not, I can't, I'm not in that, you know, category. You, you know, so, Mindy, uh, you know, yeah, I, I definitely, um, I drove a stick shift. So get the stick shift. Get it. Don't let anyone talk <laughs> you out of it. Get the stick shift, but do not buy a car okay. now if you don't have to. Right. Mindy, we're going to have to wrap this up. I've got some callers holding. I so appreciate your phone call this morning. And remember you, to get um, that information to me. Can you just re repeat the two names that that gentleman said was the manual? It was a Supra, and what else? Uh, it's the, the Corolla the GR, Corolla? but they're impossible to get. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh. yeah, everything's impossible to get right now. Um, if you have any other questions, please give me a call on my cell phone. Mindy, have a wonderful okay. weekend. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Uh, we are going to go to uh, our second uh, caller, and that is Amy who's calling us from Hypoloxa. Good morning, Amy. Good morning to you. I just was saying that I had a new starter put in my 1998 Chevy Blazer, which has got 120,000 miles on it. Nice. And it, it turns over fine now, but every now and then I hear a grinding when I turn the key, I, and I don't know what that is. It's Rick. not all the time. It's Recommends that for you. You had a new starter installed. Yeah. I wondered um, the the starter in order to to turn the engine over and start it. 
it has a small gear that pushes out and engages what's called the ring gear. And the ring gear is a nice big gear that's it's about 18 inches across um, attached to the back of the engine. It's possible that some of the teeth on that ring gear have got some damage on them. And when the starter's trying to engage, it's hitting those damaged teeth, and that would make a noise like that. Uh, unfortunately, replacing that ring gear can be quite expensive because the engine or transmission one has to be removed from the car in order to change that gear. So it looks like a flywheel. Yes, it, it actually is. Uh, the flywheel is there if you have a, a manual transmission, and it's a ring gear if you have an automatic transmission. So what are we talking money-wise, do you think? Uh, probably I'm going to say about probably 1000 to $1,500 to replace that. Because like I say, the, the usually it's easier to remove the transmission and then the cost of the part. Um, but in order to verify that, uh, tech would have to remove the starter or the access panel. If she doesn't do that, get in with a camera. If she to look doesn't at want it. to spend fifteen hundred dollars, what will happen if she does nothing other than it'll continue to grind? I uh, it could it could damage the teeth on the starter over time, uh, but the teeth on the ring gear would actually just continue to get a little bit worse each time the starter gear hit those particular teeth. So it's not something I have to run out and do tomorrow. No, no, no. I'm the one that called that had the broken door in the back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. The latch that, that they couldn't replace. I remember, yeah. They couldn't yeah. find it. And you said, don't bother with it. Yeah. Well, now you have two things you don't need to bother with. <laughs> okay. Well, I was, I'm just very concerned that I, I was going to take it in and have them do service and you know darn well once you get in there they start ripping things apart and next thing oh, yeah. you know it's two thousand dollars later yeah you always want to be sure if you if you're going to do that get a written estimate uh and and uh, and then get a second or a third opinion you never want to take the car in and just say fix it because you'll end up you're right with a huge bill get a written estimate and then take it to two or three or at least one or two other um, repair shops and get another opinion. Well, I'm at the stage where it's, you know, it's in 1998. I'm at the stage where I really need not be putting more money into no, you it. No, you don't want to. And to buy a new car is silly. To buy a used car is silly. Yes. So, I'm in between a rock and a hard place. Well, you just I, you keep on trucking with the what you're driving, and uh, keep your fingers crossed, and you know, with a little bit of luck, you won't have any problems, and uh, you won't have to spend thousands of dollars. Uh, you just now's not a good time to have to spend a whole lot of money. No, it isn't. So you think I'll be okay then? I think you'll be okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your advice, and I'm glad I call you. I listen to your show every Saturday morning, and I have been. I drove, drove Toyotas all my life, and I don't know why I bought this Chevy Blazer. <laughs> I must have not been my right mind. <laughs> Sometimes say. we're just ready for a change, you know, but yeah. uh, oh, Amy... No, I, I wanted to buy a 4Runner, but that wasn't in my budget, so I settled for something I really yeah. didn't want, and I regret it. Well, and I will definitely go back to a Toyota. Yeah, but for I now, can. hang on to that car. It's not a real good time, as Earl said. And, Amy, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for calling. And please spread the word that we're here for the ladies. I take it. 
tell everybody, and then and my women friends don't want to believe me. Well, seeing is believing, hearing is believing, so you just uh, tell them to give me a call personally on my cell phone. We'll chat. That's the one that I got on your, have on your little business card, right? That's right, the one you have on my business card. I think that was you that just called me on my cell phone. But, Amy, we're yes, going to get to our next caller, and okay. uh, uh, we can talk nice later. And I appreciate your help. Thank you so much, and take care, and have a blessed day. Thank right. you. Okay. A blessed day to you, too. We're going to go to Marty, who has been patiently holding. Good morning, Marty. Hi, how are you? We're well, well, thank you. I have a question for Earl and or Stu. Assuming the chip shortage ever gets over, I think half of it is make-believe anyways, but that's just me. How long do they think it would take to get back to normal car, the car business where you got cars in the lot and you sell under MSRP and under invoice? I haven't got a crystal ball, and neither does too, Marty. Uh, uh, we just, we're like you. Uh, I used to think it was going to be last year, and then I, I'm saying this year, and now I'm wondering about this year. So it, it's uh, a lot of uncertainties out there. I, I wish I could be more specific, but I, I, I was too specific before, so now I don't know what's going to happen. It, it, the only thing I can say is it's not an industry-wide problem. Certain manufacturers have much serious, more serious problems. For example, Tesla... Uh, they still have a problem in deliveries, but it's not because of the microchip shortage. Uh, it's just purely demand and production capability and, and the war in Ukraine and a lot of other things. So everybody's got problems. The world's topsy-turvy, and uh, I can't make a prediction for you. No, what I'm saying to Earl is assuming the chips were all back and that was not the problem, how long would it take to have the manufacturers like Toyota build so many cars that you'd be flooded again in the car dealership. Pretty quick, right, Stu? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean... Uh, if it's suddenly all the microchips that Toyota, Toyota needed, how long would it take them to start you know, well, cranking up the production? Well, I know there's other factors that are causing the supply chain issues, too, not just the microchips. Like, uh, sure. the, the big one that hit us earlier just a couple of months ago was um, uh, Southeast Asia got hit hard with COVID and a lot of parts suppliers went down. Um, there's some other issue that... Uh, Wiring harnesses. Yeah, and also, and, and, and I, I'm look, look, looking now, but I do think that the war in Ukraine is, is impacting, um, um, and it might not just be Toyota, but yeah, there's a lot of things going on. But if there's a magically every microchip shortage and that was the only problem, I would think it would be, um, it would be pretty quick if they're just cars sitting around. But there's also a huge amount of demand that's, that's pent up, so to fill those orders... I take it say it take a few months probably. I think their cars already built that don't that weren't shipped because yeah. of the microchip. So I think it would probably be faster than you thought because they'd be picking up the slack. They'd be cars sitting in a lot. They run out there, pop the microchips in, and I'm exaggerating a little bit, and ship the car. So if we had everything we needed in the terms of rare earth elements wiring harnesses, microchips, and all the other supply chain issues, it suddenly dropped out of the sky on the manufacturers. I think probably in 60 days it'd be life as normal again, but that's not going to happen. All right. That's, I appreciate your opinion. So We appreciate your it. conversation, Marty. And so I put much it as... in order at your place in March. Great. They told me three to six months, so I still got to wait. 
Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much, Marty. So All much right, is surfacing. It's just the way it is today. It's the new normal. Thank you for your All phone right. call. We love hearing from you every Saturday. Okay. Uh, we're right, we're going to go to Ann, who's been holding in Jupiter. Good morning, Ann. Good morning. How are you? Oh, great. Welcome. Good. Thank you. Well, I had called in two weeks ago, and I want to thank you for my check. I got my check. Oh, you're um, quite welcome. Thank you for that, and it was extra because it was Mother's Day, so thank you for that. <laughs> and you did say to follow up with you with my concern about my 2018 Hyundai Sonata. The paint is peeling off of the roof. Yes. And I have been, it's almost three months now, I've been with, you suggested I go to the different dealer. Mm-hmm. And I did that. They took pictures. They sent it to the warranty, and they're saying that, it's five years old, that I've had it five years. I bought it new, and it's an 18, so it's four years old to, in my books, but they're saying it's five years, and they will not cover uh, my warranty. Was it a demo, or did it have miles on it when you bought it? No, sir. It was brand new. No huh. miles. Well, so it's from I the date of delivery that they... Yeah. yeah, it should be from the date of delivery. I was saying it, but if it starts for date of first use, and if, it, if there was a demo, that would that would count against it. What you say? You no, want several I bought it in September of seventeen, and well, that counts as another year. But I've been nineteen years in Hyundai, but no more. Which dealers did you go to, and the one on North Lake? And uh, did you try any other Hyundai dealers? Yes. Yes, sir. I, I did. I went. I, I did. I went to the one in Stewart. Okay. And I also have been in touch with the manufacturer directly, mm-hmm. and they've even told me no. They're not going to cover it. Yeah. Uh, so I said, well, then after 19 years, I've been happy with Hyundai, but not anymore. I'm going yeah. to a different car. Well, I'm sorry, Anna. You, uh, you know, it was a bad business decision on Hyundai's part and the dealer's part. And right now we have thousands of people on the air listening to this, uh, watching it. And, uh, yes. And it's just a bad rap for Hyundai. It's just not. It's not good business. You're 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 only slightly out of warranty at best, and they should handle that under what they call goodwill. And just a darn shame. Any uh, Hyundai dealers out there? If you, uh, if you folks listening, if you know of any Hyundai dealers uh, that would that would help Ann that are anywhere remotely near South Florida, <coughs> let us know, and we'll pass it along to Ann. Uh, because um, I, I know a dealer, yeah. if he pushed it with Hyundai, could get that bought Easy. under goodwill. And they, you just haven't found a dealer that would do that for you. I, I'm sorry. Well, thank you. And uh, I've even had some, I'm starting to get estimates on my own, and it's, it's too much. Yeah. I, told, I told Hyundai I'm going to ride around with it like this. Is this good advertisement for you? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you calling the show, uh, you, you know, it's, it's amazing uh, the number of people who are listening to this show right now. And that includes car dealers, salespeople, everybody. So there's nothing like free advertisement. And I'll tell you what, it travels like wildfire. And I'm so well, glad I, that you followed well, up on this issue that should have been taken care of. I think it should have been. Absolutely help me with it they could i'm willing to 
you know, to give a little bit. Absolutely. And the $1,000 that they saved by not doing what they should have done for you is going to cost them probably over $100,000 in negative attitude and publicity for Hyundai and the local dealers. So it's a bad business decision and a bad decision for you, too. And uh, hopefully... uh, uh, we'll hear from a Hyundai dealer somewhere, someone who knows a Hyundai dealer, and we can get back and give it another try for you. We'll see. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Stewart. Hey, hey, and thank you for helping us expose expose all this negative publicity, and it's definitely going to help you and us. Have a great weekend. All right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. All right. Stay well. Okay, we're going to go to Tracy, who's a first-time caller. She's calling us from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Tracy. Hi, good morning. I, I love your program. Oh, thank you. You've won yourself got, $50 this morning. That, that's really generous. Thank you so much. You're um, welcome. That's really, uh, really, I, I have my, my son had bought a truck. It was his first time going to a car dealership. Um, you know, not, not a buy here, pay here, but, you know, a, a a big uh, car dealership and um, uh, he, he wanted to get the truck for 60000 and he was going to leave um, over the five, they had it for 65 and he was going to leave over the 5000 and then they finagled it where he signed on a computer, like he, there was no kind of bottom line paperwork and then he just found out at the, when he got his first bill a month later that they sold it to him for sixty five. Also, wow. they said there is a month or a, a sixty-day return policy. You know, because they're seeing that you know this it's not it's not what they said it was. And um, then they called about that and said that that is not correct. It's not Walmart. You can't return it. And uh, and then they 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 just um, you know the salesman just said whatever came to mind to get the sale done but then the truth of the matter was entirely something different and they didn't even give him any paperwork to walk out the door with wow. they gave him uh, a zip drive okay i've heard of that yeah any chance this was a lexus dealership no okay. it's it's no i i don't know if i can say or not oh, yeah, you can. oh absolutely <laughs> oh it's uh bev smith yeah bev smith kia in fort pierce Okay. Yeah, we know the who the the general manager is. That paperless signing thing is just kind of getting started mm-hmm. off. Um, I never really thought about how it could be abused by a dealership. Um, we just thought it would be a, a really cool way to get into the 21st century. But if you're not getting, uh, did you what, what was on the zip drive? Was there any um, all the all the proper oh. documentation? Well, I didn't. I, I, it's kind of a sore subject with my son. Uh, I can see he's really, uh, you know, he feels like he got ripped off. Well, he he probably did get ripped off, and uh, you know, he just. So I, I don't I don't know, right. but I'm sure I'm sure that it does say you know what it was because he said he said that the you know what they said verbally and what he signed was sixty, but then once he saw the zip drive, back to sixty five. Yeah, so the fact of the matter was on the zip drive, but he didn't see that. He didn't even have a computer to go home to put it on. I had to give him a laptop of, that was his, you know, I, whatever. But. Listen, I mean, I don't know if this would, if it helped, but, you know, your, your son, what happened and he shouldn't be embarrassed about, I mean, that's, I mean, especially with younger people, um, the car dealerships, especially like that dealership yeah, that he I, went to, specialize. In I, don't, I don't think it's legal uh, to give a zip drive. It's, it is. Uh, are you sure? It, uh, I think JM Lexus does it, and we've talked with JM and A and all that. I, uh, I, I, you, you can give paper. I think you have to give the option. I don't think you. Have well, to, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would, I, I, just, I would be amazed 
uh, and, and any lawyers out there listening, uh, I'd love to. We'll get a, an opinion on this, but I would think electronic receipts get, are, are, are oh, pretty common. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, if I if you ask for it, I'm just saying the way the law reads. Uh, let, let's talk about people that are maybe English lang- language challenged, or maybe education challenged, or maybe a lot of other ways. It's hard enough to know what you bought and understand the rules when you have it in your hand yeah. in a piece of paper. But that's how online and sales you, and, are going are to be done. I know that. Yeah. I, I know that. I'm just saying that I, just, I, th- I think at some point a written document is required, but I, I don't know that for sure, and I don't think Rick does either. And I was just going to say that um, Raymond Honda on Lake Worth Road has actually been doing that for a couple of years now. Yeah. I, I mean, the dealers do a yeah. lot of things that aren't legal, but I just uh, let's. Uh, uh, we, we we have discussed it yeah, with we'll, the J M A, and um, yeah. it, well, it is it is the it person is you need to discuss it with is an attorney because. Well, of, yeah. Yeah. All right, we we trust them to, yeah. to use your, use their attorneys. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you, you you raised a very interesting question, and. Uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, once you've committed to a purchase and taken delivery of the vehicle and you sign the papers, and I'm saying papers now, now we're talking a zip drive, uh, I, I will uh, do a little exploration on that legally because this is something that never occurred to me. I thought I knew we were buying cars online and I knew we had uh, digital uh, uh, documents, but I never thought that the law would make it legal for someone to be processed and delivered any product with nothing on a piece of paper. And it might be true. I could be wrong. If it is, I think it's a great injustice because it's hard enough for people to, as I say, read a piece of paper as opposed to have a zip drive that they got to plug into their PC uh, before they know what they did. Gotcha. Tracy, uh, what a great call and a great question in bringing all of this to our attention. And I certainly hope that you'll stay in touch with us as we uh, uncover this situation, as you will. Okay. I, I appreciate you guys being there to answer. Um, I was thinking about that FloridaProtectingCarBuyers.com, um, looking into that website. Is that what it was, FloridaProtectingCarBuyers.com? Yeah, they, 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 they don't address digital or online purchasing, I don't think. Uh, the Florida statute, the latest Florida statutes are uh, probably 10 years old. Uh, there needs to be, yeah. someone needs to address uh, purchasing things digitally because you know who's going to be taken advantage of, be the young people, the old people, the, uh, you know, the people that are not sophisticated. Uh, uh, you know, you're, uh, I know Amazon has stores right now that, you, you drive up to the store and you go in and you put the uh, products you want to buy into a shopping cart and you run it out of the store and you throw it into your car and uh, you never talk to a human being, you never have a piece of paper, you never see a credit card. Uh, so we're, we're in a, a fast track digital world that will exploit uh, now, I don't suggest Amazon would, but car dealers sure would. They would exploit that digitalization to their advantage. So you brought up a very interesting point, and we will pursue this, as Nancy said, uh, and see what the bottom line is. We'll be talking to some lawyers. I will be calling uh, the attorney for the Florida Automobile Dealers Association. His name is Alex Kirkin, and I'll see what he has to say about it. Then I'll talk to some other people, too. 
But uh, you, you asked a great question, Tracy. Thank you. Great. Yeah, this is great, Tracy. Uh, you really well, added to our show this morning. And um, I, well, I, sir- I, wish, I wish it wasn't what happened, honestly. I, I feel so bad for him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Tracy. Um, again, thank you. And uh, please Have stay in touch day. and enjoy that $50 that you won this morning. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll give that to him. That'll make him feel a little better. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Bye, guys. Have a great weekend. Our number here is 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. And, you know, I haven't mentioned for a while, but to uh, Earl's comment about this digital age that uh, we're in, (laughs) we're not moving into it, we are in it. Well, we really need some volunteers, uh, not only for Earl's vigilantes, uh, but we need... I lost my hat. Oh, no. I need another hat. I don't know what happened. I got a box of them. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm an investigator, as you know. Yeah. We'll, un- we'll uncover that mm-hmm. th- that theft. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to volunteer, you can help out, certainly. And uh, we need help uh, with, uh, you know, helping you know, whomever. I used to say seniors, but it's everybody uh, maneuvering their way around um, the, the computer, you know, into this digital age. Um, a lot of us are going to our PC to purchase a vehicle to do many, many things. So you can volunteer and you can go to Earl on Cars and you can volunteer for Earl's Vigilantes and uh, you can help people in your neighborhood. You don't have to know how to take a vehicle, um, I mean, an engine apart. So uh, there's two ways that you can help out and you can go to Earl on Cars. We are going to go to Kurt, who's giving us a call from Virginia. Kurt? Oh, good. Good morning, Kurt. Hi, it's Kirk in West by God, Virginia. How are you? Oh, uh, yeah. oh, I forgot to mention that. So that's right on my computer. Kurt from My God, Virginia. My God. <laughs> <laughs> what can we do for you? Uh, my question really uh, refers mostly to Rick, I think. Uh, it has to do with uh, manufacturers' recommended maintenance schedules. And in particular, for folks that drive between five and seven thousand miles per year on their cars and cars that are beyond their warranty periods, for example, the uh, manufacturer recommends oil changes every six months or six thousand miles. Is it reasonable to stretch this to eight or more months for synthetic oil changes? I'm also interested, or I'm thinking about using. Blackstone Laboratories for an oil analysis to sample my next oil change just to see a chemical analysis of my oil. $30 seems reasonable to check the overall functioning of my engine. Hmm. Uh, I've actually never done or had done a chemical analysis on oil. I just never really saw the the real need for it, but uh, stretching the time a little bit if you're going a couple of months over two or three that's really not going to hurt anything um but i'd avoid going too much more than just a couple months beyond what your manufacturer says uh the reason being that even just the natural moisture condensation in the air that gets into your engine can cause issues in there so even on cars that don't get driven a whole lot it still needs to follow the recommendations on how often to change the oil Okay, and 
What about coolant and brake fluids? I use uh, uh, Phoenix Systems coolant and brake fluid test strips to have uh, chemical or scientific proof of the quality of my coolant and brake fluid. What do you think? Uh, again, I would just follow what the manufacturer says for its recommended interval changes. Um, most of them that I know of don't have a recommended maintenance for brake fluid. So using your test strips would definitely be a good idea there. Uh, that would certainly tell you when, you're, when the water content of it has reached a, a critical point or if the fluid is just getting too dirty and it's reaching a point when it might be detrimental to the system, it might start to allow the brake lines to corrode or something. Okay, Rick, I thank you for your answers. And, and one last question for Earl. Uh, when can I order your second book? <laughs> well, that's a good question. We're, we're, we're getting to the wrap-up stage now. There's still a couple interviews and a few more chapters. We've got ten chapters, and we'll probably have three or four more. And uh, I would say by the end of the year. Outstanding. Thank you for your assistance. Thank you, and Kurt. <laughs> Enjoy your show from West by God, Virginia. All right. And Kurt is so going nice to be a real voice. page turner. Um, you're, it's going to be an amazing book, and uh, it's going to be exciting. You won't be able to put it down. Redemptions of a Car Dealer. If you want to pick up Earl's Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, you can do so. Uh, you can uh, just order it online. All proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. <laughs> All anyway. proceeds, <laughs> if you heard, didn't hear me, go to Big Dog Ranch. Oh. Yep, there you one. go. I like that and, one. Uh, to, <laughs> to, <laughs> that's part of the full moon thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, also to uh, Tracy, uh, who we were speaking to uh, earlier, I'm going to repeat that uh, website for you. www.floridalaw.com protectingcarbuyers.com and I'll repeat that as we go through the show it's only 906 right now uh, that will come in handy for you and what you want to do we're gonna go to John who's been holding in Palm City good morning John good morning to everyone hey, John. The topic came up about manufacturers revolting franchise of dealerships it seems like it especially in Florida it's not a of it lies in the hands of the Attorney General, but it seems like a no-no completely because of the lawsuits, especially a certain lawyer, he's right here in Stewart, he sued Anheuser-Busch, he's the only one that successfully won a case with them from a franchise in Orlando, hmm. he's sued Coca-Cola, and he sued the largest funeral, uh, second largest funeral chain in the United States, and he won with them. So. Um, it seems like they're hesitant. The case will be in court. It'll cost a lot of money. It's not worth them here in Florida, especially, uh, you know, with the past history that we had. But yet a state like New York just currently now successfully sued three used car dealers in Woodside, New York, Luxury Motors, World Auto, and Automania, and sued them tremendously. They had 10,000 violations. You name it for everything that we discuss at this show, violations, especially with the Hispanic market, abusing the people, uh, taking care of it. It's a large settlement. There's 16 consumer complaints against them, and it'll probably succeed because look at the history in New York. 
Uh, General Motors was not hesitant to take the franchise away from Vic Potemkin of Miami, the Cadillac dealership, and gave it to Roger Penske. Um, they revoked it from uh, Pontiac dealer on Long Island. It seems like it depends a lot upon the state, and uh, they seem to. Well, in New York City, you got a there's New York City Consumer Protection Law, which they go by that, and they succeed just using that law alone. So it seems like a hesitant, completely, especially here in Florida. And if, by the way, people observed that they revoked the franchise of Toyota or Stewart, that wasn't Toyota that took his franchise away. That was the t- Toyota distributorship. And then for some reason, it seems like the person that bought that dealership even got rewarded later on, and they gave him a Lexus dealership. So that's right. I don't know what the politics that's involved in there, but that revoking of the franchise was not done by Toyota, but manufacturer. It was done by the Toyota distributor. So I just thought I'd mention that there's a no-no of manufacturers going against individuals like Napleton. You're right. You're right. It's a, it's a sad thing because uh, if, they, if they're not going to terminate Napleton, they're not going to terminate anybody. And uh, that's probably the, the truth. It's, uh, manufacturers are helpless because of the state franchise laws. Agreed 100%. Thank you, John. Thank you. John, it was great hearing from you. Give us a call again, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget youranonymousfeedback.com. Now back to the recovering car dealer. I still, I'm still thinking about uh, Tracy's call about the uh, zip drive, and I, I, I reflect back on, on my evil days uh, when I was doing bad things just like all the other car dealers and one little trick we used to have back you know 25 30 years ago 40 years ago uh, when we sold a car we didn't want we called it we we didn't want to have to face the fact that the customer in the vernacular of the car dealer would come out of the ether when they got home when they were basically anesthetized in the dealership and they were lulled into complicity and we would sign them up in an outrageous profit on a car and one of the ways we really uh, made money like the car dealers today was with financing and we had the installment sale contract which is the uh, contract where we could charge seventeen and a half percent on a new car. It's still in Florida, the legal lim- uh, limit to finance a new car is seventeen and a half percent. And there are a lot of people that you know the victims we call them never bought a car before. English is not their primary language. Uh, they are just uh, not uh, sophisticated enough to understand the laws and things like that. A lot of people. They don't know that 17%. They don't know they're paying 17%. They don't read the fine print. So what we used to do is we would take the installment sales contract. And if you're streaming this, I'll, I'll simulate this a little bit. Uh, you know, we'd take the installment sales contract, and we would fold it up like this. And before we gave it to the customer, then we would take a stapler, and we would staple it like this. And then we would say, now, take this and put this in your glove compartment so you don't ever lose it. And it had about 40 staples in there. And you don't want to unstaple, you tear the contract apart when you did that. The reason, we didn't want them to see that they were charged 17%. So disclosure 
is important. Transparency is important. And we talked to Tracy about the fact that her son bought a car from uh, Beth Smith Kia, and there was no paper. He was given no paper. He was given a zip drive. Now, what are the chances that he still has that zip drive or he can find it? And if he found it, he'd know what to do with it. Mm. Uh, it's just uh, maybe he would because he's a young person. But how about a senior citizen? How about uh, a, a young person that never bought a car before, someone that doesn't speak English, didn't understand? What, what was this thing they gave me? You put it in your pocket, you stick it in your, in your purse. You don't know. So, I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm fascinated by the fact that we may have a huge new problem that I didn't think about, Stu knew about it, that people are now just buying cars online and there's no paper changing hands. They get no paper disclosure. Rick? That fits right in with the question I have here. Okay. Uh, Patricia Soto is asking, she says, I'm stationed at Fort Hood and I want to buy the 2023 Toyota Sequoia when it comes out. How do I navigate getting a good price? Dealers seem to take advantage of military service members. Well, they, they do, and they've been caught a number of times. They, uh, uh, I, I, I forget the acronym of the, of the, do you remember, Stu, the, there's a governmental agency that speci specializes, a federal agency that specializes in this, and they go to bases around the country, and you're absolutely right. Uh, a lot of these young people in the service are being taken advantage of by car dealers. They've never bought a car before. They're in the service, they got some money, and I guess you have good credit when you're in the service because your paycheck is coming in. You got to probably have a credit union and a lot of easy ways to buy a car. And you're absolutely right. CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau? That's it, yes, CFPB. It was, it was formed after CFPB. the Great Recession. So yeah. that's, that's who I would, I would report or I would contact and say, that I'm in the process of buying a car, go online to the CFPB, and, and, and they will probably give you some guidance as to... However, if you're looking to buy a, a new Sequoia now, it's everybody's gonna get overcharged for that. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, sure, yeah. So yeah. now is not the time for yeah. you to buy that Sequoia yeah. when it comes out. <laughs> exactly, okay. Okay, uh, we are gonna go to John, and he's calling us from Stewart. Good morning, John. Good morning. Welcome. What can we do for you? Well, I have a 2003 Mercedes-Benz uh, C230 compressor, and it's causing me a bunch of problems. So my, my guy next door to me, he's assistant service manager, and so I started up, and he listened to it. He said, no, he said, because it wasn't taking gas. I mean, she's kind of, kind of weak, and he said, that's a coil. That's a coil. Uh, so I said, okay. He said, so but you need to go somewhere and have them check it out. Well, I thought instead of doing that, I just put in all new coils. So I got a, the coil packs and I put it in and I started it up and it ran really good. I went out on the, it wasn't idling perfectly, but I rode it, drove it away, took it out on the highway, got up to some speed a couple, two or three times, came back and I said, well, I've got to put some gas in it, some good gas. So I went to a mobile, put in the 93. I drove it about a mile, and it starts jumping again. So I don't know what's going on with it. I was wondering if Rick might know, but one other caveat is, so I let it set for two days, because I got an appointment. I was gonna put it on a computer and see what he thinks is wrong with it or what the computer says. But now it's, it's running really good, 
except for it just wants to idle a little bit low. It's got a rough idle. So I Googled it and said it could be a EGR, ex- exhaust, no, yeah, exhaust. The exhaust yeah. gas recirculation valve. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yep. So what do you think? Uh, first question, when you put the coils in it, did you put in new spark plugs? I did. Yes, sir, I did. Okay. Uh, still possible you might have some carbon buildup in there. What happens when uh, you're not getting a good complete burn in the engine, it'll leave carbon deposits, and sometimes those can foul out the spark plugs, or too much fuel getting in and not getting burned properly can foul the spark plugs, but the new plugs usually will take care of that. Uh, The low idle and slightly rough idle, quite often that's caused by a dirty throttle plate. Um, I would have the throttle body serviced and cleaned properly, and try that first before you start putting any other parts on it just yet. Uh, But if they have a chance you can get it on a scan tool, that would be a good way to tell if you've got a misfire on just one cylinder or multiple cylinders to see what's going on there. Okay, yeah, I think I did because I had to take it to the same guy before he's really good here in Stewart, a local guy. His computer takes and goes into the one in Germany and so you can tell me exactly because I took it at another place and they they threw parts on it. This was a previous situation I had with it. So you put in the two different uh, fuel pumps, they put in the fuel filter, they put in everything in the world and all it was was a sensor, an oxygen sensor. And I put in like almost $2,000 to, mm. to get all that stuff done. They just threw parts at it and I don't want anybody to do that so I'm going to take it to this guy here. Yeah, definitely, because uh, just throwing parts to the car is a, a very bad idea. Uh, you want to try yeah. to have them find out what you know what's actually causing the issue. Okay, yeah, because this guy, and I'll just give him a little plug, his name. It's Ryan from Church Street Automotive down in Stewart, and he's really an honest guy, and he knows what he's doing. The other guy's didn't, so I'll take him there and let you know what's, uh, what's going on then, buddy. But it could be, you said, like the throttle plate. Yes, that that's one I see quite often because carbon buildup on that throttle plate it starts to block off the the air passage, and you don't get enough air getting into the engine, and that'll cause it to give a low idle. Okay, all right, buddy. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate your show. Thank Anytime. you so much, John. Uh, we sure. are going to stay with the phones, and we're going to talk to uh, Douglas from Wellington. Good morning, Douglas. Hi. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you. What can we do for you this morning? Um, I've been uh, reading uh, Earl's uh, articles in the Florida Weekly off and on for several years, and I've always found them very enlightening and very uh, informative. Thank you. Um, And the basic premise that I take away from, you know, some of the articles about buying a new car is, you know, out the door price. And then, you know, all the things about the add-ons that they add and stuff, um, which the average person like me wouldn't even think of. But my question is, you know, when you buy a new car, you you can compare apples and apples. You know, a new Toyota Corolla, the same model, trim, et cetera, is going to be the same comparison at different dealers. 
but if you're buying a used car, you know, I found it to be much more subjective. And uh, I just wonder if you could comment on that. You know, what's the difference between a Nissan Sentra 2017 with, you know, 50,000 versus a 19 with fewer or more? It's just, I found that process a little bit more difficult to navigate. I wonder if you could, you know, maybe comment on how to make comparisons buying used cars. Well, yes, that's a good question. I happen to have a current June issue of the Consumer Reports open to uh, the page 52 that says most reliable brands for five-year-old vehicles. And actually, uh, you're better off uh, doing a Consumer Reports check on a used car because they've got a history. Uh, uh, they, they list uh, the 2017s here, and you can get it for any year, but the 2017 brand reliability, uh, they go all the way. The top three, I'll read the top three are the Lexus, uh, Toyota, and Acura 2017 uh, used cars. And the bottom three, the worst that you want to stay away from, are Chevrolet, uh, Ram, and GMC. So uh, they really have, uh, if, if you've got a car that's five years old or four years old, there's a lot of history out there. And Consumer Reports really does the research, and they know when they say that if you're going to buy a 2017 Lexus RX, you're going to get a great vehicle. It's got a rating of 91, and if you can find one at a reasonable price, which you probably can't today, but if you could, it would be a far better buy than a new car. So, uh, I, Consumer Reports, they have great information on used cars. No, I, I, and I, I have used those, but uh, the Consumer Reports, but like, you know, when actually going out to hit the streets and going to a couple of different car dealers. Yeah. I mean, everybody's inventory varies because it's used cars. Um, you know, it's not like they can sure. order a brand new one from the factory and you're, and you're getting the same comparison between this dealership and that dealership. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's, you know, it's really hard to know if I'm getting a good deal and, and you know, I could... Uh, no pun intended. Spin my wheels running around to sure. ten different dealerships, yeah. and I, finding. I, hey, this is Stuart. Uh, uh, do you have a computer or smartphone? Yeah. I, yeah. Probably the the best thing to do um, is just you know, it saves you a lot of time. Is, is search online and start off at like a uh, like a clearinghouse site like AutoTrader.com uh, for the used cars, and then I would narrow it down to dealerships. I don't know if Earl's gonna would would. Uh, agree with me on this but you also have private sellers out there um oh, yeah, small lots there's also lots of crap um to you know to kind of just weed out some of the, the the most like uh the worst possibilities narrow it down to reputable um dealerships and look online that saves you the shoe leather of running around town and um mm -hmm. then there's other online sources that you can use just to get the pricing like to make sure you know you're in the ballpark. Everything's ranges, but look at Kelly Blue Book, um, what their their, their fair um, uh, value is, and um, and there's uh, some other sources. Those are not written in stone, but at least you know you're in the ballpark. And the gold standard is to have the car checked by your own mechanic. Yeah. Pay him a hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks. Have him go over the car carefully, and uh, get your Carfax report. If you get a Carfax report and have your own mechanic check the car. Uh, no one's going to pull the wool over your eyes. Uh, it, either the car is right or it's not right. And that's the final test, the acid test. Mm -hmm. One other thing you can do is uh, 
stop in at, at the dealership for that particular car and ask the service department if they will run a national history for the service report yeah. to see what maintenance and repairs have been done on the car. Mm-hmm. What, what about buying, what about car, what's your take on like a CarMax and off-lease only? Car, CarMax uh, is a great place to buy a used car. Uh, Carfax is where you want to check the car you bought at CarMax on Carfax. <laughs> <laughs> so. And off-lease only? Look over the car extremely carefully because as a technician, I have seen a lot of people come in with relatively new cars that were totaled in accidents and then rebuilt and sold by off-lease only. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I've heard that, but um, wouldn't those accidents show up on the Carfax report? Normally they will, yeah, normally, yeah. and sometimes they just slip by because sometimes... Is say say your car gets damaged in an accident, and instead of going through your insurance company, you simply go to a body shop and have it repaired yourself. It never makes it to Carfax. They don't know about it. Right, exactly. I know I'm um, trying to. Here's another question: What what, what about um, you know buying from a private deal or private individuals like on offer up or next door Craigslist or whatever? Uh, you have, you, know, you have such so, so few protections when you not do that. Not a good idea. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't buy from a private individual. It's a more problem than it's worth. Unless it's your brother, your you know, a friend, so a good friend. Yeah, but yeah. if you don't know the guy or the gal, don't buy a car from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, last month we did. I uh, uh, found something, and, and a woman was saying that she had a for two thousand bucks, whatever the car was, and then. Once he expressed interest, he did the old scam about, oh, well, I'm in the military up in Fort Salvador, Virginia, but if you send $2,000 here, they'll ship it directly to you, you know, the whole runaround, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's so, uh, your, I still gave you the right idea. One more, uh, one more question about buying used cars. So, you know, as far as the trims and the, the prices, if Identify two or three makes or models that are interested and, and just shop around, huh? Yeah, get your consumer reports, get the June issue, the current issue. And I started looking for uh, Lexus, Toyota, Acura, Infiniti, Mercedes, Benz. Uh, those are all the top ones. Stay away from Hyundai, Jeep, Chevrolet, Ram, and GMC. And uh, you just go, start out with the good ones and find one that's got a high rating and then have your mechanic check it out, Carfax report. Bada bing, you're going to pay a lot of money today because the used cars are very high priced, but you won't get a lemon if you go through that process. And, and um, how about, and again, tell me a little bit more about Auto Trader if you could. Um, it's just a, it's a uh, used car uh, listing site. Um, it's used by dealers. Um, it's used by independent. Every lots. dealer in the world is on Auto Trader. Yeah. You have a huge selection. Yeah. You go by zip code and you put in your zip code. How far away do you want to travel? And uh, you get the good, the bad, and the ugly. The problem is you're look. You're basically getting virtually every used car that's for sale anywhere is on Auto Trader. AutoTrader.com. But that is. The good, the bad, and the ugly. You got to narrow it down, refine it, as yeah. I said before. Yeah. With your, you can you can refine it to dealers only, and, yeah. and and also change the miles. You want to look at ten miles, twenty miles, hundred miles, or no limit. 
Douglas, it is a pleasure to speak to you. Uh, We wish you good luck. And, uh, you know, you have so many options right there in your home, right in front of that PC. The world is yours. Thank you so much for your phone call. There's too many options, but thank you very much. Yeah, it can be confusing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, we need to get this video clip, and I have to give a heads up first on this. But uh, uh, we have a video clip from a WPLG uh, Channel 10 in Fort Lauderdale expose. Uh, investigative reporter Jeff Weinseer did an amazing job. Jeff Weinseer, the investigative reporter for Channel 10 in Fort Lauderdale, WPLG. And uh, there's some lawsuits going on. We got two lawyers, uh, Jonathan Kane, uh, Joshua Fagan, and they're going after 20 or 30 dealers for taking advantage of customers trying to buy their leases back. You have an option to buy if you have a lease car. One out of three cars on the road right now are lease cars. You have an option on your lease car to buy it. That price is really good. Thousands of dollars below market. You should exercise that option. And you should avoid being taken advantage of because dealers are adding hidden fees, profits, and everything else they can think of on top of your purchase option price. This is illegal. So we're going to go to our video. Five, four, three, one, fire. You should not be charged any dealer fees when buying out your car lease. That's been the focus of two recent Local 10 News investigations. But despite the laws in place and consumers trying to fight back, complaints continue to come in. And tonight, some state lawmakers say it has to stop. Local 10 investigator Jeff Heinzier is back on the case. I'd like to see the consumer not get screwed. State Representative Dan Daly talking about consumers like Adonai De Silva, who claims he's unexpectedly being charged close to $1,500 in dealer fees to buy out his current lease, even though his contract clearly says he'd pay zero in fees if he purchased his SUV. It's in writing, it's on paper. And they were able to tell you point blank, we're not gonna honor this. That, that was exactly their words. I just Worse. give it back. Stefano Daniello was hit with $2,500 in dealer fees, but showed a manager at a Lexus dealership a previous story we did showing those undisclosed fees were not allowed. All the fees gone. All the fees gone. It's mind boggling how much dealerships completely disregard what they are allowed to do and what the law requires of them. Attorney Joshua Fagan has or is about to file a demand for arbitration against 25 different dealerships. He says he can't sue because of an arbitration clause in the contracts, but even so... It could be quite a hefty burden on the dealership. Those dealerships are charging dealer fees or forcing consumers to certify their lease buyouts, which also adds a cost. The dealership has no obligation to make any sort of inspection of the vehicle, do any sort of inspection, nor certify that it's roadworthy at the end of the day. Fagan says there is federal law. The Consumer Leasing Act clearly states all fees charged on the back end must be disclosed in the contract at the beginning. After we first exposed this issue in March, some consumers challenged past fees. A few dealers have made refunds. Unfortunately, there's still consumers that are being taken advantage of to this day. On top of a $992 dealer fee, the Coral Springs Auto Mall charges its customers a $449 electronic filing fee to the state. What does that cost you as a dealer? 
Only $10? Earl Stewart has been a dealer since 1968. He owns Earl Stewart Toyota in Northern Palm Beach County, and he's the only dealer who would talk to us. He charges no fees, and he has the same questions we do. Why is this uh, malpractice of dealers going so largely ignored? I salute uh, Channel 10 WPLG for bringing this out. I can't remember the last time I've seen a state attorney general go after a car dealer. I think that there are different state agencies that are passing the buck to each other and not really trying to get down to the bottom of how we solve an issue like this. State Senator Lauren Book was vice chairman of regulated industries last year, and she too wants to know which state agency enforces this. The system that is in place isn't working. We've got to make sure that the consumer, again, is being cared for. And so if that means we have to craft other policies to make sure that that is the case, then we do that. The first time that we can actually file legislation on this uh, would be in March. A spokesperson for Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody says 40 complaints relating to lease buyouts have been received. They're investigating to see if they fall under deceptive and unfair trade practices. For consumers today, all of that means nothing. I feel very disrespected by them. Very, very disrespected. Jeff Weinsier, Local 10 News. Well, the chief operating officer of the Coral Springs Auto Mall refused comment, and the Florida Automobile Dealers Association represents more than a thousand dealerships statewide and provides legislative representation as well. Local 10 News reached out for comment on this issue, and so far, we have not heard back. Wow. That was uh, very refreshing. And I, uh, I have the contact information of the two attorneys that were mentioned, Jonathan Kane and Joshua Fagan. They're both in the Fort Lauderdale area. So if you need uh, to contact these attorneys, they are going after these dealers based on the um, Consumer Leasing Act. The Consumer Leasing Act is by the uh, enacted in 1976 by the Federal Trade Commission. And the Consumer Leasing Act simply says you cannot modify the purchase option price unless it's disclosed in writing in your lease. If the price you're given to, op to purchase your lease car for is given to you, the dealer or the leasing company or no one can modify that price. They have to uh, honor the purchase option price in your lease. They can't add a dealer fee. All the dealers in South Florida are adding dealer fees, electronic filing fees, certification fees, and anything they will else they want. And they're violating a federal law. So finally, and I, you know, uh, kudos to Channel 10, Jeff Weinseer, and WPLG for having the nerve to do this. They're going to lose some advertising because of this. Matter of fact, the owner of the Co uh, uh, Coconut Creek Auto Mall called up Jeff Weinseer and made some rather implied threats about uh, him not going after car dealers for what they're doing. So uh, I really salute WPLG Channel 10. I wish some of the uh, TV channels in Palm Beach County and Martin County and and some other areas would have the nerve that Channel 10 did to go after this obvious violation of the law. So uh, if you if you need the number for Jonathan Kane, I'll give it to it quickly. We have to get to the mystery shopping report pretty quickly. But Jonathan Kane's 
uh, direct line is area code 954-523-5123. Jonathan Kane, attorney, 954-523-5123. And Josh Fagan, Joshua Fagan, F-E-Y-G-E-N, 954-697-0357. Joshua Fagan, attorney, they'll go after these dealers on the Consumer Leasing Act for adding fees to your purchase option, Joshua Fagan, area code 954-697-0357. 954-697-0357. So, uh, we'll talk about that more next week. And Earl, you did say Coral Springs. Coral Springs. Coral Springs Auto Mall. Coral Springs Auto Mall uh, was guilty of some of this, and they called up and raised hell with uh, Jeff Weintz here at uh, Channel 10. Okay. Uh, our hats are off to Channel 10, for sure. It's a new day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, I think that uh, we may have yeah. a moment to get to some text. Yeah, I'd like to read Anne-Marie's text before we get to the Mystery Shopping Oh, report. great. Oh. Good morning, Anne-Marie. Good morning. It's been a while. We had a lot of phone calls today. Uh, Anne-Marie says, good morning. I've noticed an increase in ads for cars and trucks lately. Yet, from what I read in the papers and on the Internet and this show, inventory is still quite limited. I'm hoping you can answer these questions about advertising. One, why would dealers increase their advertising when inventory is limited or already completely sold out? Because they can afford it now. Two, (laughs) I have noticed various car ads popping up when I play video games like Words with Friends, and I can understand how how a dealer can place an ad in the newspaper, but how uh, or local radio, how is a car dealer advertised on the Internet? Well, that... I'll, or I'll answer question one and uh, why they're advertising, and I'll answer question two. Well, answer them both because okay. uh, you, you're right on top of uh, it. It's um, right now car dealers' profits are so massive right now that they're not even feeling big expenses like advertising anymore. And we've continued to advertise, but not. It's the type of advertising we're doing. We're not saying come in. There's a big sale, and we're going to save a bunch of money on cars. We're just letting people know that it makes sense to put an order in early and we're letting people know that we don't charge over MSRP. Um, but right now there's, um, you know, dealers are governed by percentages and numbers right now. And right now they get spend millions of dollars in advertising and it's not even going to register as a percentage on, as a, as a percentage of their total profit they're making. Um, and also they are still competing for customers. I mean, even though, um, there's not a lot of cars there, there are dealers that are bringing cars in stock and they and people are coming in and buying them on the lot for, ungodly sums of money and they are competing for those customers right now so um yeah the, the key why. really is a turn rate and marie and it's a it's a technical thing uh normally you'd, you'd be right people would just sit back and take orders and not spend a nickel on advertising but with car dealers you have to earn the cars and the faster you sell them the more cars they ship you if you sat on your haunches and didn't advertise and your competitor did advertise you might make a few more bucks in the beginning but when the smoke settled and things returned to normal he would have had his turn rate so high because of the advertising that the cars would be coming to him and not you and he'd be selling far more cars than you could and so the uh second question um is uh how do you advertise on the internet? That's a neat question. Uh, so we advertise on the internet. We have a Google ad account, and we also have a Facebook ad account, and, um, and there might be some others. Uh, when you have a Google ad account, businesses can um, uh, 
bid on pay for search terms and you, you pay money when a customer or somebody on the internet clicks on your ad on the internet but it also goes into their the google ad network so it appears on things they call it display so if you're on an app maybe reading the news on a, on a cnn app you'll see an ad for a car dealer that's part of the google ad network yeah i'm talking about geofencing and oh yeah yeah um and then also but that also goes to video games so um, um and also and there's if you've seen on uh, if you stream any tv or you stream anything youtube um that's called pre-roll and it's uh, it's, it's really cool um there's a lot of targeting that you can do um, with it. You can select like a specific geographical area. You can select a dealership. Um, I won't. I'd be lying if I said we've never done that, where we've uh, targeted um, an ad, ad that would only appear at over a, at a, com, a competitor's dealership. Um, and uh, so there's uh, and, and there's other ways you can we target. We could geofence Anne Marie's house. We could geofence. Well, I think the smallest <laughs> radius. Or the block, the zip code. Yeah, maybe like a, maybe a mile <laughs> or so around your house, but um, but that's that's true. You can do that with say Facebook, where only people in the in the the city of uh, Stewart will see the ad. And uh, you can have um, a modified ad um, in the city of uh, Jupiter. And then, so it's really, you can craft your message by the people that you're trying to reach and by where they live and also by demographic information such as income and age and all that. And it gets very, very um, um Yeah, if you live in an older community like Nancy and I, we wonder why all we see is uh, hospitals, nursing homes, uh, pharmaceuticals, And all the stuff that old people yeah. think about all your time, and that's because they know that right. we're old and we're. It, yeah, it, advertisers have been doing this for a long time. And if you're watching TV and you start seeing a lot of ads for catheters, and you start going, "Am yeah. I really in this? Am I am I, am I in this democratic yeah. category?" <laughs> but yeah. with internet, you can go like it does. It's not you're not going by hundreds of thousands of people watching one channel. You can go down to individual neighborhoods and all that. So it's really cool, and we could probably do a whole show on it. Absolutely. Okay, folks, we're going to get to the mystery shopping report, and uh, we want you to join us in rating that report. Uh, you're very important uh, to this part of the show. Uh, we shopped Al Packer Ford. Now, here is the mystery shopping report. Yeah, Al Packer, been around for a while. Uh, Stu didn't even realize, but I knew the guy before him. It was Macaulay Ford. Some of you old timers out there remember Macaulay Ford, but. Uh, the Al Packer Automotive Group was established by Albert Octavius Packer. I made, I made that up. <laughs> Back, oh, I thought it's just Al Packer. Yeah. <laughs> See, you fooled me. Back in 1961 in Maryland. Over the years, Al ran a bunch of dealerships, but today this group consists of just three locations Al Packer's White Marsh Ford in Middle River, Maryland, Al Packer Ford in Royal Palm Beach, Florida, and Al Packer Ford and West Palm Beach. Some of the folks that have been around town for a long time remember his original ads uh, was Granny Packer. And they had somebody with a oh, wig, yeah. an old lady uh, with a wig, and that was Granny Packer. It was hysterical. Really cool advertising. Now it's before you buy Price Packer. Al Packer's son, Mark, took over after Al died in 1996. Wasn't too long when we last mystery shopped Al Packer for just six months ago back in December 2021. Back then, we were just getting deep into the inventory crisis as we are today. Prices had already skyrocketed, and dealers uh, were asking and getting thousands over MSRP. And, of course, not much has changed since. Al Packer Ford, however, surprised us uh, six months ago on that last mystery shop. Although their price was technically over MSRP, it was just because of their dealer fee. Uh, using a $500 rebate, Al Packer Ford actually priced their vehicle below MSRP. 
In today's and last December's retail climate, it was a great deal. Everything is relative. We grade on the curve, remember. A lot can change in six months, so we went back. Maybe Al Packer Ford decided that they were squandering profit opportunities by drawing the line in MSRP and then join the rest of the animals <laughs> in their market adjustments. And, you know, frankly, I'm laughing because Stu and I feel the same way. I mean, we're selling our cars at our dealership at MSRP, not a nickel over, just sales tax and license plate. And I, it bothers us to think that our competition out there is selling, some cases, more cars than we are, and they're selling for thousands of dollars more on each car. And it just makes us mad that they're profiting, and yet, and legally profiting. So we thought maybe Al Packer felt the same way and saw the other four dealers like, uh, you know, what's it, uh, our, our buddy, uh, Wayne Akers yeah. uh, Ford, or, or Macaulay Ford. Actually, McKellie's sticking pretty close to MSRP, too. Anyway, uh, hopefully they'll stick with it, uh, resist the sweet call of all that easy money, and continue to do the right thing. The only way to know is to go there and find out for ourselves. So we sent in Agent Lightning. And here's the report, as if I were Agent Lightning. I walked into the showroom around lunchtime, observed a group of men gathered around what I assumed to be a sales manager tower. Yes, they actually have towers, you know, and car dealerships. Uh, one of them saw me and approached and asked what, it would, uh, what he could do to help me. I told him I was in the market for a new SUV. He asked if I had any specific models in mind, and I told him that so far, I really like the RAV4. Now listen to this. The salesman interrupted to tell me the RAV4 was a Toyota product, not a Ford product. And I thought to myself as I read the report, Agent Lighty should just have turned around and walked away and got in the car. <laughs> she should have, <laughs> if she was a real customer. <laughs> she had a job to do that. So, biting my lip to contain my irritation, I told him I realized that. I said I was curious to see what Ford had that was comparable to the Toyota RAV4. He replied by saying, probably an Explorer, like he didn't know. Uh, I asked if he was sure and he, if they had anything smaller, like an Edge or an Escape. He replied, they did suggest that we go to his computer and see what they had in inventory. We went inside, talked about what I wanted in the vehicle. I told him I didn't want some base model. I wanted some nice features like power seats. Finally, at this point, I asked his name. It was Justin. I mean, uh, pretty rough around the edges. Uh, you, know, you, you would introduce yourself with your name, and you don't tell somebody that's looking for a competitor's model that you don't have one. I mean, you're a salesman. Anyway. Um, I'm passing pre-judgment on Justin. We'll see how he does. We spent some time looking at pictures of cars and inventory on, on his computer before I asked if we could go outside on the lot. I said I was hands-on type person, so we headed outside. Uh, we couldn't find any edges or escapes on his computer anyway, so uh, he had two Explorer Timberlines. He also had a 2021 Bronco that was loaded. Outside, we found one of the Explorer. And, uh, that was a used one, by the way. I forgot. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, be interesting to compare the prices. Outside, we found one of the Explorers that Justin went over uh, with me. The MSRP was forty nine, five forty five, forty nine thousand five hundred forty five bucks uh, MSRP. No addendum was visible. That's always a good sign. Then we took it for a short test drive. Back at his desk, Justin asked for my license and some other information to enter into his computer. He told me that he was going to work very hard during my business, and he'd be back shortly with some numbers for me. Came back with a buyer's order, 
Second week in a row. I yeah, mean, it's so rare. Yeah. It's so rare. Uh, the buyer's, buyer's order is a legal document, and dealers typically guard it with their life. They don't even want you to take a picture of it or give you a copy of it. They want and to staple it up. It, and get Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like I used to do. The selling price was uh, MSRP, $49,545. There was no market adjustment or dealer-installed equipment. Really, really good. But there were a couple of uh, hefty junk fees, $199 for electronic filing fee. That is just a dealer fee. That is just a hidden fee. That is what, when I was interviewed by WPLG, Channel 10, they asked me about, and they asked me what I paid for that service. 10 bucks. We pay a, a company $10, and they do the uh, process, the tag work, and so I'm sure Al Packer Ford probably pays the same thing, but they pass along the cost to you, except it's 200 bucks, 199 bucks instead of 10. Uh, and they shouldn't even cost, pass along the 10. We don't. Uh, and a $699 fee, uh, dealer fee, which is a low fee dealer for South Florida. So basically... With, with no the, name, though. Uh, no, yeah, that, no name on it, uh, which is absurd. I mean, just... Just, do they just say fee? No. It, just, it, there, it says six ninety nine to the left. It says this charge represents costs and profits to the seller dealer for its yeah. items such as inspecting, blah, blah, blah. Strange. So basically around 900 bucks in dealer profit added to the MSRP, which by other standards of comparison is not, not so shabby. Not so bad. I asked Justin if I could take the buyer's order with me so I could review it at home with my family. And Justin said, sure. I mean, we've had people tackled going out <laughs> the door. We, we, Metaphorical tactics. We actually had a, a mystery shopper, Scott Cadmus, years ago. It might have been, what was it, Palm Beach Toyota? Palm Beach Toyota. Yeah. He, he took a buyer's order. <laughs> he, he, he walked into the F&I office. Walked into the, the F&I office, took the buyer's order off the desk, and they chased him out he to his, his car. car yeah. Right. <laughs> this was a very long time ago, Palm Beach Toyota. Scott Cadmus has anyway, passed away since. Rest in peace, Scott. <laughs> I asked Justin if I could take the buyer's order with him, blah, blah, blah. So, anyway, that's a real plus, a real plus there for Al Packer Ford. And I've got a copy of the Monroe Neely book here that um, was on the car, and I have a copy of the buyer's order, and it was all just as we disclosed in the mystery shopping report. So, here we are. Uh, I'm not going to, uh, you know, I don't want to influence the voting, but I'm dying to see what the votes are going to be. Yeah, they're coming in. Uh, well, I actually got in. one. Mark, uh, you guys, we, we know Mark. Mark calls all the time. Gives him a B. Um, we have another B. We have a C plus. Hey, I'm inclined. I think I'm going to go up. Uh, my grade's going to be a B. The only thing, other than the junk fees, which I know is not insignificant, the, the kind of the... Um, I don't want to say sexist, but um, it appeared rude. The way way she wrote in the, re the report, interrupting about the Rav Four, seemed yeah. a little bit rude. And um, um, either rude or stupid, <clears throat> one or the other. Yeah, or maybe nervous. I don't know. People do you know do awkward things sometimes. Maybe he was. I don't know. I'll give him benefit of the doubt. Um, but it wasn't wasn't good. Yeah. wasn't a good look. Um, I'm going to give him a B. B. Okay. And that goes on our recommended dealer list. So you got a Ford dealer <clears throat> with a B. I think we have another good Ford dealer. Um, we got uh, Mullinex. Yeah. yeah, they might even be an A. So in this in this area. Rick, what do you got over there? We've got Mark from St. Louis with a B. Very surprising report. Uh, Tim Gilliland, B. Mark Ryan, B+. Plus. Tom Steckel, B. Just a step below Mullinex. Ernesto with a B. Negan 1 with a B-. Minus. And for me, I'm going to say the B. That's uh, They've done well. Good scores. Nancy? Ready. 
Nancy? I'm not ready. Not ready, okay. Uh, I'm going to give them a B plus. I, start, I was going to do an A. I was thinking about that. But uh, I think we gave Mullinex an A, and I want to keep them a little below Mullinex. Uh, Mullinex was the gold standard, and, uh, and Al Packer is coming up well. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe we uh, shop them again in a few months, and mm -hmm. maybe they get up to tie Mullinex. But how nice to have two Ford dealers in Palm Beach County. Uh, who are the other Ford dealers? We've got the Delray. Yeah, Wayne Acres. Wayne Acres, yeah. Um, Advantage. What are they? Advantage Ford. Yeah. Bev Smith. Bev Smith, yeah. Coons Ford. Yeah, and Fort Pierce, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, there we are. Are you ready here for a grade? What's your vote? Uh, B, uh, B plus. B plus? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, my vote would be a C, and uh, everyone should be treated equal and no interrupting, disrespectful, and uh, the junk fees. I'm just going to call them junk fees. Give them a C. That's for Al Packer. All right, so it's the official. Well, well, B plus. Yours is the official, yeah. yeah. B plus, yeah. This is like the Supreme Court. These are we have dissenting opinions, and then. Yeah, um, but I'm influenced by all the votes. Yeah, I'm influenced by all the Supreme votes. Supreme Court. Um, <laughs> now, I like that. Uh, we we we've got a couple minutes here, so I'm going to uh, go back about the video we showed, and about the investigative reporting done by Jeff Weinseer, mm. uh, the investigative reporter for WPLG in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, I wish we got that channel in Palm Beach County. It's a great channel. And uh, I will say that uh, it's a courageous channel. I hope they stick to their guns. Um, actually, uh, there was a Fort Lauderdale channel that interviewed me a few years ago uh, that uh, uh, I was really disappointed because the editor uh, chopped the story. And it was because of the pressure from advertisers. And Channel 10 in Fort Lauderdale stood up to the pressure and ran this. Uh, there's two attorneys, and we have a hard time finding attorneys that will handle cases against car dealers. Uh, Joshua Fagan, uh, I believe, is a special. He specializes in car dealers. And Jonathan Kane, I believe his motivation in getting into this, his daughter actually got taken advantage of by a car dealer having to do with a lease, buying the lease back. So all you folks out there, I know one out of three of you are driving a lease car, and if your lease comes up, you need to buy that car, and you need to exercise your option, and now you know that it is illegal to charge anything above that purchase option price. And up until now, every dealer was charging at least their dealer fee, so we're talking an average of over $1,000 tacking on to that car option price that you have. So we're at a watershed moment here, folks. And also try and find out if you can buy it directly from your, the leasing company. And you can buy it because we know Toyota. Yeah, so uh, we know it legally can. It's up to the company, I guess. Yeah, the, 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 the law, I wasn't even familiar with law, and Jeff Weinstein's investigation revealed this. I think it was Joshua Fagan, the attorney, that said in Florida, you can sell a car even if you're a company, but you only sell three in a year. So, uh, but, but somehow the leasing companies are able to, to go around this law, right. and uh, they are ac actually able to sell you the car. So, because um, we know Southeast Toyota leasing does that. So if you're driving a lease car, look at your option price, 
check the market value. You can do that very easily uh, by uh, shopping around. Used car price are sky high and see what the market value is. You will probably find that the market value of your used car, your purchase lease car, is thousands of dollars higher than your option price. Now you know you can buy it and you can only pay what was on the lease contract. The Consumer Leasing Act says that cannot be modified. And if you get screwed, if they t- try to take advantage of you, you can call Jonathan Kane at 954-523-5123, or you can call Joshua Fagan, F-E-Y-G-E-N, at 954-697-0357, and they're suing between them 20 or 30 dealers right now. Now, they're not actually, they're having to go after their because they signed the arbitration agreements too, and and the arbitration agreement prevents them from suing. Yeah. So they first have to attack the arbitration agreement and, and penetrate that, and then they sue. So <laughs> nothing easy about suing a car that's dealer. A, that's a whole other topic. We went over those arbitration yeah. agreements. Yeah. We're the only deal that we know. We don't do one. We, we take our, uh, there is no sue clause. Us. Take us to court. Yeah. We have no. We we say please sue us if we're wrong. You have the right to do it. Yeah. All the other car dealers and most businesses, for that matter, have an arbitration clause that you didn't know you signed. It's in the fine print, but you can penetrate that apparently, and that's being done now by Joshua and Jonathan. Okay. And Ladies I'm, and gentlemen, uh, we hope with it we have helped you in many ways this morning. I know that uh, your calls have been important to us and uh you have you keep us informed and Stu, did um i step on you did you want to say something uh no i just well i actually i did i have some car trivia that i just learned when i was googling on the show Ooh. did you know that last year governor DeSantis signed a law making it legal to use your flashers in the rain on as long as you're on a highway with a speed limit of 55 or greater like i-95 mm. and visibility is low you're allowed to put your hazards on that's well, the law now. Great you, information. Why would I spread that? Well, no, why would <laughs> he do that? Why would he do that? Because so many drivers, I think, maybe it came from all the, the confusion because people do it, and then mo- most of us driver go, that's that's illegal. And, um, exactly. Yeah. But apparently it's, the reason it's mob illegal. rule. The reason it's illegal it is because you, with brake you, lights. you think, no, you think you think the vehicle is stopped. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, and if you think the vehicle is stopped, you're, you're going to slam on your brakes. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Or confuse it with uh, yeah. another light, but that's yep. the case. It's raining, so Rick's shaking his head. He doesn't like that's this great. at all. That's uh, great. We got two minutes left, ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't jot down uh, that uh, website that I sent, uh, to, or excuse me, that I shared with you this morning about how to know if a Florida car dealer is breaking the law, um, that you can go to www.floridalawprotectingcarbuyers.com. Take advantage of that. Uh, we're here to help you. We share every single Saturday morning, and you can be right back here if you so choose to next Saturday morning at 8 a.m. We look forward to talking with you. Have a great weekend.